Have you guys ever had like, okay, you know that weird colored, like, I don't know what material it's made out of, probably plastic ropes that used to um, support tire springs, spring, uh, tire springs yeah. a lot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like specifically that type of rope, when it gets really, really old, it gets really frayed mm -hmm. and brittle. And one time I grabbed one and got mm. like a yep. dillion yep. little green, hard, curved mm -hmm. barbs under Ugh. my skin in my hands. And it's like, I had no idea of how to like solve that problem. That was not a, like a, like a wound, I guess, that at the time I was equipped to deal with. <laughs> oh, that was very, very stressful. Ooh, that was scary. Mr. Wilson Ooh, made me so kneel, scary. like walk on my knees across the floor of the drama <laughs> lab on multiple occasions for multiple scenes. Yeah. And every single time we would, I would just look at him. Because it was just me. Because you could just have me do things. Because I was the only person in that class that listened to him. Yep. And he was like, please, I see that. just get on your knees. Oh. <laughs> I could not believe it. Are we live? Welcome. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi. Hello. hello. Hi. Hello. How are Hi. we? I was trying to remember who whose turn it is to introduce. I have It's not mine. I went last time. Who went after mine? me? Dominic? Mine. It's yeah. Hello. Hi. I'm Dominic. Hi, Hi, Dominic. We have a audio producer named Sam. We do. He's right over there. He's great. He's gonna he's gonna say something. Hello. That's your cue. There we go. Hi Sam. I'm here. We have a Zoe to my right. Oh, that's me. We have a Liddy across from me. Hi. And together we are. Can you believe this shit? Can you believe this shit? Can a real life professional podcast. Oh my God! Wait, like officially. Officially, officially, officially. Oh. Like one hundred percent. We've said that a thousand times now. Very that. But At the are... beginning of probably the last three or four episodes, <laughs> we've said we're officially official. That's but our truth, though. It's real today. We can we never stop saying that are on True. iTunes, so leave your reviews, leave your ratings, give us yeah. five stars. If you're tell us whatever you want, it, your comments don't matter. Tell give us, us attention. George Washington ate lollipops, and we will agree. Probably, we'll we'll believe that shit. Yeah, and we'll be like, oh my god, can you believe that that happened? And, I mainly you know, just want attention. Yeah, honestly. And all most. Most attention is good attention. <laughs> I'll, I'll take anything. Yeah. Honestly. I have really tough Honestly, skin. Honestly. <laughs> put so. as much energy into the reviews as you want, be yes. it positive or negative. I'm just happy you're putting energy towards reviewing my shit. Yes. Very that. Yes. Thank you very much for Thank tuning you. in. We're in my apartment and it's loud. I feel like I should disclaim that. This is the. I feel uh, like it can only add to the like ambiance. The new podcasting gallery. Of our podcast. What was perfect was last. Um, Last week when you were talking about Nancy Kerrigan and, uh, well, Tanya Harding, you were talking about Tanya Harding uh -huh. and how, um, somebody taught her how to like race cars mm -hmm. and one bombed down the street at that <laughs> Fuck, yes. And it was perfect, but nobody acknowledged it. I'm just like, yeah. Oh my God. I must have we're totally just not even heard it. Yeah. I was very enthralled. <laughs> Last week was such a good week. You guys gave me such entertaining <laughs> stories. I was thoroughly entertained. I was very pleased with all of our stories last oh, week. Uh, we have a, sorry, we have a correction from episodes ago. Oh my God. From Give the... Child's witted UFO story. Actually. What did I do? We have an Earth flag. We have a what? We have a world flag. Oh, we do. Yeah. That came out after. It was really <laughs> that 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 opened up a whole slew of issues that I was gonna have to bring up <laughs> if I was gonna talk about the world flag that they created for us to communicate with the aliens. I also don't remember what it looks like. Do it's, you... it's like blue, and it has like a bunch of... I can just look it up on the Can you just look it up yeah. and, and I describe it that. to Have you ever seen Jimmy Neutron? I have. Okay, um, so you know how in the beginning, like in the theme song at the end or whatever, the it's got like the kids of America. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's got the rocket ship and like the like neutron symbol, sort of, where it's like... Sure. That scene pumped me up. The climax yeah. of that movie pumped me up when I first saw it. <laughs> I don't know. Just Google flag like, yes! of Earth and you can find it. Oh my um, God. Wait, how did you find this out? We were editing and 
in the in the podcast, Sam was like, "Do we have an Earth flag?" And all of us simultaneously was like, "No, shut down, cancel." Oh, absolutely I- not. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And then we gave reasons why we didn't have an Earth flag, <gasps> and then Sam was like, "I'm fucking looking it up," and then we had an Earth flag. Oh my God, no, I have. <laughs> Full recollection of doing research into the whole aspect of the Earth flag. Why was I so rude? <laughs> I, I don't. We no. We were just like shut down. Amazing. But, um, yeah, that's it. Stealing your gig, Sam. Who goes first? Who goes first? first? So it worked out conveniently this week because y'all are sitting in the exact order that I need you to be in. So oh, Lydia's no. going first. Zoe, oh. you're in the middle. Dominic, you are last. Wow! So I'm going first. I'm going to close guys. my laptop then and enjoy. So y'all ready for this? Yeah. Right, so my story is okay. So have you guys ever heard about like the dark side of what happened during the prohibition? Um, what, like what? Specifically what, yeah. I will tell you. Okay. Don't, tell that's me. a rhetorical question. Oh. <laughs> okay. Which I just decided just now. So, wait, I don't want answers. I want to, yeah. Full Sorry. disclosure, I thought you were going to say the dark side of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Waving then, my arm because, yes, I agree. I also thought that's where we were going. Sorry. Continue. No, it's something a little bit different. I know that, like, prohibition probably makes you think of, like, speakeasies Mm -hmm. and flappers and junk like that. But there's, like, this darker aspect that was going on during that time that, like, I feel like most people haven't heard about. And it was crazy and nefarious plots abound. Wow. Anyway, so flashback. Picture it. It's 1926, Christmas Eve night in New York City. Um, Mm. This... Totally fucked up waste. This is during the Prohibition, because the Prohibition started in, like, oh, my God, 1920, and it went to 1933, just so you know, 13 years. (gasps) That's unlucky. (laughs) (laughs) So this delirious, like, wasted, terrified man, like, stumbles into Bellevue Hospital, like, making a scene. He was actually... Terrified, not terrifying. He was terrified. He was terrified. Decided, visibly terrified. Huh. Because apparently he was having alcohol-induced hallucinations. And he was claiming that Santa was trying to kill him and was chasing him with a baseball bat. Santa? Mm -hmm. Claus? Santa Claus. (laughs) That that, that guy. Yeah, that one. Uh, The big, in the red coat. All that. Is Santa white or black? It was not mentioned. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, how... It was the 20s. Does that help? <laughs> yep, sure does. You're right. It sure, sure does help. I mean... <laughs> the staff just assumed he was like a party goer who had too much to drink, maybe a touch of alcohol poisoning. Uh, but before they had a chance to realize how serious his condition was, he fucking dies. Like, just like that. Within the next 24 hours, the hospital tallied up to at least 60 desperately ill people and eight dead all seemingly from alcohol poisoning uh in the next two days so christmas day and boxing day uh another 23 dead and they were all like drunk as fuck around that time uh doctors at the time were very familiar with alcohol poisoning uh considering how did you know this when prohibition started alcoholism in the country shot up 300 percent obviously yeah. yeah yeah like everyone was like oh you're gonna tell us not to dad <laughs> fuck you i'm gonna do it all the time um and bootlegged booze often made people sick this was unlike anything the doctors had seen before. It was a far more sinister. And it was all courtesy of the United States of America, God fucking bless. Hmm. Yeah. So let me tell you some just quick info about prohibition and how people responded to it. Sure. No one listened. Everyone drank more. <laughs> Liquor crime syndicates became, uh, and a booming alcohol black market literally sprang up like overnight. Uh, mm-hmm. The easiest and best way for these booze mobs, as I like to call them, booze, mobs. booze mobsters. I just made that up. That's me. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like dance moms. So, 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 sorry, I'm in mobs. love with that. Booze mobs. Booze yep. mobs. <laughs> 
boost mobs. Anyway, so those boost mobs, uh, aka the public supply alcohol suppliers, produced their product. Uh, the best way for them to get it was to steal large shipments of denatured industrial alcohol and hire chemists to renature it so people could drink it. Because the denaturing process was something the government had started in 96, I'm sorry, 1996. That was like 1896. 1906. Okay. Is what I meant to say. (laughs) Um, We got there. (laughs) uh, But it's this law where it's like if you don't want your industrial liquor getting, uh, industrial alcohol getting taxed with uh, levies or whatever, then you gotta make it unsuitable to drink by like poisoning it lightly or fucking with the taste but the fucking crime uh, people got chemists to fix that and it was not a problem uh the u.s department of treasury responsible for alcohol enforcement at the time don't ask me why the treasury the treasury was responsible for the alcohol enforcement tax thing um maybe Okay. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I probably I... could have figured it out, but I didn't because. All right. I what? mean, I'm prepared for that. <laughs> but like, it's a, it's. I'm curious now too. Also, at least, obviously. I mean, I'm just glad to know that the ATF isn't here. <laughs> like on this day, right. we're not dealing with the ATF. It's not going here. I mean, it's. They, the they were began. bad in a different way. <laughs> the Treasury in the 20s was not a good idea. What they were, they were. Uh, Anyway, they estimated by 1925, halfway through, uh, five years into the Prohibition, that 60 million gallons were being stolen a year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of gallons. That is a lot of gallons. Off, like, ships or, like... Shipments. Shipments. Like, I assume shipments, like, going, like, inside the country, like, Mm -hmm. cross-country shipments. I'm picturing, like, I don't know... Trucks or like hijacking trains trucks or, and yeah. stuff and trains. Like, you know, just planes hiring them basically. Yeah. Huh. Um and the horrible people who are running our country at the time and now, uh, were so salty that no one listens to them and bitter about the shocking defiance to the eighteenth amendment, which was prohibition. That department, the Department of Treasury, ordered that all the manufacture manufacturers of industrial alcohol make the product even more deadly to scare people off illicit drinking. Hmm. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Clearly going to work. mm -hmm, It's going to work out great. This is what they put in. uh, Kerosene, gasoline, benzene, (laughs) cadmium, (laughs) iodine, zinc, uh, mercury salts, nicotine, ether, formaldehyde, chloroform, camphor, carbolic acids, quinine, something, acetone. Uh, The Treasury Department also demanded that more methyl alcohol be added. Up to 10% of the total product was methyl alcohol, which is like wood grain alcohol. Alcohol, which is like, uh, uh, don't drink that. That well, was zinc's. Was well, zinc's good for you? Wait, did they put <laughs> all of those things in all, it, or just like no, all of those. one? Like they'd pick one and like overload it, or they just like threw it all in a pot and they were like, this will work out. And also, yeah. didn't like tell everyone like, hey, we know you're stealing, so we're gonna just up this. Just like because they just, there was mm. a it was a legal loophole because transporting. Um, because alcohol was, it was the prohibition, they were able to basically be like, we're just mandating that more, like, that the, there's certain uh, precautions that need to be laid down for industrial alcohol, full well knowing. That people are stealing it and consuming it. Yeah, it's like they baited, they, something that was getting stolen all the time, they knew it was going to get stolen, it got stolen the same amount every year, they... We're like, this needs to have more poison in it. Um, <laughs> and boy, did they get results. Oh, God. Wow. Starting with the piles of dead party goers on Christmas in 1926 and ending with at least 10,000 estimated deaths by the Fuck. end of Prohibition in 33. That's over the country, not just in New York. Wow. 10,000 people they murdered with poison. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Just because people wanted to get their drink on. Yeah. Wow. Also, it was the 20s, so it's like... Everything's legal. Like, everything sucks and it's always cold. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Is that what you word? think about? You I think can the only... 20s, when everything I picture sucks the 20s, I cold. can almost only picture... The Great Gatsby? No. Frigid weather. Chicago. Oh. oh. You know, like... Roxy, the musical. Oh, the yeah. musical Chicago. Yeah, that's okay. what, that's what I think of. 
Okay. Almost every time. And I feel like that movie, it's always winter. But I don't know. <laughs> sure. That's correct Fair. or not. It's, it's honestly always snowing in yeah. the movie. Uh, there's always snow on the ground. It always looks like cold, dirty, winter Chicago. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, obviously public medical examiners were like, what the fuck, bro? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you, they figured out, obviously, it was like the government's doing, this guy, Charles Norris. I don't know if he's related to Chuck Norris, don't okay. I? Um, <laughs> his father. He, maybe his twin. This, the brainy one, Chuck was the brawny one. <laughs> uh, spoke the fuck out, held a press conference saying, the government knows it's not stopping drinking by putting poison in the alcohol, yet it continues its poisoning process, heedless of the fact that people determined to drink are daily absorbing that poison. Knowing this to be true, the government must be charged with the moral responsibility for the deaths that poisoned uh, liquor causes. Even though they cannot be held, it cannot be held legally responsible. He also pointed out the disproportionate effects the program had on the poor. Just basically anyone who wasn't super rich because they would just use the shitty alcohol and the, not yeah, the like fancy alcohol. The rich people like, got fancy alcohol. They probably yeah. like managed to secretly import or just right. pay for the stuff sure. that's like not as fucked up. But everyone else got to drink what was available to mm. make their lives bearable, what they were addicted to, basically, from their perspectives, I guess. I don't know. It was poison. It was poison. It was poison. Uh, the end of the prohibition also brought the end of the government's poison plan. I mean, like, okay, I have to go over this one more second. Like, so one thing that I need to mention about the prohibition is like what caused it was fanaticism, essentially big popular anti-alcohol like organizations and government officials who like super, like anyone who drank alcohol was evil and not to be trusted. And like, so for seven years, the government continually and knowingly just made the decision to poison a shit ton of fucking people (laughs) because they thought it would make people stop drinking. It didn't help. (laughs) They did it for seven years. And the the reason, and killed 10,000 people. And the reason why they didn't stop is because they were so righteous in their cause of how terrible liquor was. And anyone who was like, hey, um, this is not chill. Like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> like, were immediately, like, accused. Cancel. Accused of being like, oh, you're in cahoots with the crime syndicates and you're profiting off liquor and you want us to bring liquor back because you're evil. Like, it was... Didn't they realize that once they brought liquor back, the crime people wouldn't be profiting off of it anymore because it would be bought in the stores? If they did, it took them 13 years to realize Jesus it, crime at me. least. What's currently happening with marijuana? Please do not even talk to me about that right now. I have very strong opinions when it comes to... Um, the legalization of marijuana. Legalization of... Or decriminalization of drugs in general. Fair. Yeah. It's like a witch hunt. Part. It's. I saw Goody Proctor with the cosmopolitan. With the pot smoker. <laughs> I was gonna say like a. With the cosmopolitan. <laughs> I saw Goody Proctor with a drug lord. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was dancing naked in the forest with a drug smuggler. Um. Anyway. So the end of prohibition also brought uh like just. When the prohibition ended, obviously the government just stopped poisoning people. And the government, like elected officials, like the governors and things like that, whatever of the different states, the ones that opposed it before and were like, this is bad, this is bad, we have to stop this, just suddenly stopped, stopped being like, this happened, this happened, this happened. It was like, prohibition's over, we can all drink like legally now. Mm-hmm. And everyone stopped talking about it it's like it never <laughs> happened like well, we got our alcohol oh who cares now yeah it's like um but do you remember when just like people were dropping dead basically in the streets for seven years <laughs> they're like no jesus who i don't recall get, shut up bartender and give me another <laughs> one of those <laughs> But yeah, so I um, Jeez. I was inspired 
by Waco last week. And I was like, what else? What other dirty business has this fucking bitch been up to? I love that. The bitch being the U.S. government. Yeah, I was just like picturing like the entity of like the... Yeah, the woman fighting the statue of her not the woman herself, just like the the patriarchy. I call the patriarchy a bitch. Fair, sure. Can I? Is that allowed? Yeah. Okay, good. Of course. Of course. The patriarchy's a fucking bitch. Yeah, good job. An asshole, a big old cock bitch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's it. I'm into that. Have you Jesus. ever heard I any of that before? No. No, not at all. No one has. No, it's I knew. unreal. You're like, I know. I, I knew know people like drinking killed a lot of people during those times, but I just assumed it was because like. People were just The alcohol rates. Yeah, because everyone was just drinking so heavily. Yeah. I was like, that makes sense. No. Nope, but like they, clearly, geez. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, I'm not going to say that that wasn't happening, too, because, I mean, alcoholism, sure. 300% fucking jump. Like, the whole idea was a bad idea. It was just bad. It yeah. was a bad idea that got so much worse. And it's like, um, I don't remember the details, but I remember in government class hearing something about checks and balances. <laughs> Who the fuck checked the Treasury Department in the 19 fucking 20s? Who the fuck approved this? Who was the person who was approved to, like, like, what's check status? Like, wait, hold on. Uh, Calvin Coolidge was the president. Maybe he was get busy getting super drunk with his, like, rich alcohol from that haunted house I did last, last week. That's you know, probably. I know Calvin almost nothing about U.S. history because I just refuse. I, did you take a I did not take a push. Oh, gross. I thought you did. Sorry. <laughs> I refused to take a push. Because I'm horrible at history. I don't really... I took AP I, Calc, though. I like history, but I don't want anyone to teach it to me. I want to look it up myself. Okay. That part. I don't like being taught things. Fair. Let me do... Let me do it. Listen, I US, can do it better. U.S. history is a goddamn horror show. Yeah. Okay? That's... <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a fucking understatement. And... Like, I firmly endorse digging around in it and pulling it out and showing it to all your friends. Oh, honey. Because it's like, look what, look what we're standing on. Woody. Look at this. Look at these skulls. I can't fucking wait for my story. Well, I'm about to Am I setting you up? Like, You're am I just, like, so up. setting you like, up? Like, honestly, time period, too. Well, you put me in the right location in time period as well. Oh, fuck. Oh, my <laughs> the fuck God. <laughs> So my message today to the group where I was like, 1920s, how appropriate, was weirdly resonant for both of you. (laughs) Right, we're like, "Hmm." like, well, it's probably because I'm a psychic witch. That's very true. It's very real. It's my truth. Live your truth. Are you guys ready? Oh, I was so born ready. So let's see. Let's go. Let's jump into it. (laughs) I couldn't do my usual format, which is like jump in with a birth date and let's talk some astrology for a second. Okay. Because it's 1929 and I couldn't find any birth records or any information on um, that fucking part. This Mm -hmm. story I'm about to do. The story is Isidore Fink, the murder of Isidore Fink. I've never heard this. Um, It's a classic locked door mystery. Like a single room, like who done it? It's very, very that. Um, it's exciting. I really am interested in it. And while I was doing this research, I went down a variety of paths. So we're gonna. It's March 9th, nineteen twenty nine, which is Pisces season. But I couldn't figure out what any of that meant for anyone involved because I couldn't figure out when anyone's when was anyone was born. Mm-hmm. Even at all. Well, Pisces season in general is just a horrible time for everyone. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> not false. Um, so Isidore Fink is a man. Um, it was very hard to find information on him at all. Oh, um, I didn't think he was a man. He neither did I. <laughs> Fair. My bad. That's very that. He is. We don't know his life. Uh, he was thirty years old. He's a Polish immigrant who owned a business. He owned a laundry service called Fifth Avenue Laundry in New York City. Was it on Fifth Avenue? Um, it was. Okay. Well, <laughs> the address was actually on 132nd, but it was oh. it was on the corner okay. of Fifth Avenue and okay. 132nd. And it was all the way up in Harlem. Um, you're loud today. I'm a mess. So he lived with a man named Max Schwartz. Which is only mentioned in the New York Times articles that I had to fucking pay money to access today. 
Um, I found the two news articles that were written about this, and I read them, and they were not, they did not give me much information, and, but that's really all the information we have. Okay. And it's the only, like, source I could find at all, but I got other information from various other websites, but hmm. I don't know where it came from. Like, someone so, quoted a medical examiner, but, like, I couldn't find who that medical examiner was and, like, where he said anything about this. Time but, is also fake. Yeah. In accordance with gender. So, I mean, whatever. Very that. Um, it's all fake. None of what I said today has any sourcing background. You could push it down like a house of cards and I would not be able to do anything to defend it. I believe very strongly that it's true and I have lots of good reasons to believe it, but I could not show you a shred of hard evidence. So the Department of Treasury is now going to sue us. See, that's not how I don't do have my, grounds to sue them. I don't know. I can't do my research unless I'm looking at a document. No, I, I respect that. That's what I'm out. saying. Like, I respect that. Like, it's, it's a flaw in me. I just can't. I can't do it. I, I just too deep. Can't do that. <laughs> so, um, so what I've gathered is Isidore Fink is a Polish immigrant. He's 30 years old. He's a business owner. He lives on 132nd. He's probably gay. Uh, I mean, he lived with a man named post. Max Schwartz, as I said earlier, who's right. a shoemaker. Hmm. Um, yes. Which is what he was referred to in the article, but everywhere else he's referred to as the landlord. And they completely erased the fact that they said that they lived together in the article. Huh. Okay. That's so, so creepy. I hate Seems that. like the 1930s. Yeah. So. <laughs> like 1929, but you know what I mean. Um, they probably just erased the fact that he's gay. Are we all in accordance that yeah, he's probably gay? Yes. Or that was their story. Yeah. Like an easy, like, oh, that's my landlord. Yeah. He was fixing my sink. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? Right. Um, he was unclogging my toilet. Okay. So sorry. let's get into the murder. Yes, let's murder I'm a sorry. man. No, I'm you're so sorry. You're fine. <laughs> I love it. So Isidore uh, made a couple deliveries for customers that night. He like dropped off their laundry and went back to his house that was, from what I could figure out, attached to the back of the laundry service building he had okay i got you because i don't know it was really hard to figure out because they had two addresses they refer to the laundry and then they refer to the tenement behind it where he lived and in the tenements ad but then he's he's listed at a different address on 133rd so i think it's just behind it hmm. a block so I think it just like lets out on the other side of the block and it just has a different address. Sure. That's what I can figure out from it. But also when you put it into Google Maps, it's all the way like in the Bronx, which is like nowhere near where we're talking about. But I think it just changed. I think they just got rid of part of that street from that what I can figure entirely out. Anyway, I can't help you. It's really, I really, I I told you I like went on the struggle bus this week with this. (laughs) Like I'm really just having a hard time. I hate not knowing exactly what's happening. I wanted photographs of, there's no crime scene photos. Um, They were like, just these fill in the blanks. Oh my God, I am. (laughs) I'm doing my best. Just like spread it out. Um, (laughs) Spread it out. He was known to be, like, a super cautious man. Uh-huh. Uh, Max, his boyfriend, told everyone that he was, like, super nervous because there were a lot of break-ins in that neighborhood. And even though he was open that night until midnight, he kept the doors locked and only let in people he recognized. So he arrived home at 10.15 that night and probably bolted the door behind him, as he was known to have done. All of his windows were nailed shut, except for, like, the tiny window above the door. For fun, please? People do that so people can't for, get into their yeah, house. Yeah, for thievery. Oh, okay. You don't want to ever open a window if it's hot? New York just... in the nineteen in nineteen twenty nine was not really a great place. Yeah, probably. you just you just have the deal, I guess. Yeah. I can imagine Harlem in nineteen twenty nine probably wasn't hot. Fair. Windows are too easy to like surpass. You when can just like... break the window. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe there are bars on it. I don't. There weren't bars on it. Okay. There weren't bars on the window, but they were shut and locked and bolted shut. See, I feel like bars are the way to go because then you can open your window. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, it's too late for his door. So, <laughs> fifteen minutes pass. He probably what we've gathered has happened is he goes to go do some ironing and puts the stove on and throws his iron on it and he's like getting ready to work for the rest of the night. A uh, Mrs. Lachlan Smith who lives behind the house in a different apartment, hears screams or what was heard also reported as men fighting 
Mm-hmm. And then the sound of blows. So, like, hitting was occurring, but no gunshots were heard. Had she ever heard gay sex before? <laughs> I mean, if she lived next door to the homosexuals, yes, you yes. would assume, right? Yes, so she knew the difference. Okay, this was something this not was, that. This she imme- well, it was cool. bad, and she ran out the door and was like, gotta get the cops. Okay. Well, because she heard it from, like, they're not their houses aren't connected. It's like, you said behind? Yes. So is it like sharing a wall? They probably like, shared a wall. Okay. I, I, I was picturing like two like backups of apartments and no. like a little like, and then so it's like across the back street. Never mind. I can imagine they shared a wall, but okay. also this is just me putting this together. I really don't I guess. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find photographs of what this apartment looked like and I couldn't find records of who owned the house. It was really a trip. So she runs out. Finds a police officer nearby, and they return to the laundry. It's patrolman Albert Cattenborn. Born from a cat? Is that what that means? Is that the etymology of that last name? Holy shit, yeah. I wish that was my last name. Cattenborn. I might change my last name. <laughs> Cattenborn. I really kind of am into it. It's K-A-T-T-E-N-B-O-R-N. Oh, yes. Yeah. Germanic. Cattenborn. Sure. Sounds awesome. like From Germania, it. right? Yeah, that sounds a quite... <laughs> So when he gets there, he checks all of the doors and windows, finds that they're all locked, like like firmly shut. Mm-hmm. He shows up very quickly after this woman heard those noises. So okay. there wasn't much time to have had very many things happen. Uh, everything was shut, and uh, the laundry was, like, he found out that the laundry was still open and that he usually locks the door and found out everything that we know. And he... <laughs> He searched around to try and get inside, uh, couldn't figure it out. So to get inside, he locates a child on the streets of New York. Uh, okay. Lifts the child. <laughs> a stray child. Shoves it, it through child. the window <laughs> above the door, okay. the only open window that's small. It's a small window. Okay. Shoves the child through the window. You're um, using shoves specifically. Yeah, because it's it's said multiple times that it's a very small it's a small window Whose like this child is this i don't know <laughs> you know what he's probably one of those little newsboys who stand there it's a fucking like, <laughs> we know about it this guy's about to take me and show me through a window and he's like yeah, you'll do yeah you look about right and yeah. then shuts him through yeah he says oh, yeah very <laughs> that <laughs> so um <laughs> I'm just. (laughs) I feel like we're all firmly having different experiences right now. I'm thinking about Newsies the musical. I'm thinking about Vine. Continue your story. I'm going to take so, my pants off. So this boy climbs down from the top of the door, unbolts the door, and lets the cop in. And the cop enters, finds that the hinge is broken, like to the um, to, for, to like actually shut the window above the door. So he's like, "Oh, that's pretty much the only way out." It seems. You made eye contact with me the entire time I was taking my pants off. Thank me? you for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> So this small boy like basically probably sees this dead body and is like, oh shit, let's the cop in mm-hmm. leaves. Jeez. They never mention him again. They don't thank him in the article. Like the cops like didn't get some sort of like bravery medal. Like who the f- whatever. Just by To be a child in New York in nineteen twenty nine. I'm not feeling so, so bully guy. <laughs> I don't know how to talk like that. I don't know what they said, and I really want to know. I want to be able to voice act this kid. Hey, that's my cigar. <laughs> oh, Lordy, a moita. A moita moist foul. Extra, extra, I'm in the room with the dead mom. <laughs> that got weird at the end there. Um, oh, my God, I love the that. The accent straight. I love Newsy. Um, <laughs> Is that what we're calling this little boy, Newsy? Newsy. Okay, that's his name. So little Newsy, he's in this room with this dead body. He lets the cop in. The cop comes in. 
probably gives him a pat on the head and like shuffles him off. <laughs> yep. Maybe gives him like a, a dime. <laughs> like a nickel, probably. <laughs> a dime would have been a lot, I bet. A dime is a lot. Yeah. That's so why. Did he give him a dime? I don't know. They're probably like a nickel. He must have. <laughs> Like you can't submit a, a child to seeing a dead body in a laundry mat. I mean, in the twenties, like, well, you get on out in the twenties. In the twenties, you can do whatever you want. If you're Clearly, a white man. he probably killed him out. afterwards. He probably <laughs> just murdered the child. Everything <laughs> boy murder is fine in nineteen twenty. Extra, extra. All right. Oh He'd seen God. too much. He had. Do you want to? He knew too much. <laughs> Do you want to hear what he had to yes, say? Um, yes. It's horrifying. Yes, please give me now. <laughs> Fink had two bullet holes in his chest and one in his left wrist that had like clear marks of gunpowder burns. So like it had been a struggle mm. for the gun with that. Like the gun had been right up to his wrist. So he's definitely blow. alive when that happened. So the gun was in the room and shot him in the wrist <laughs> while he was alive struggling for it. The gun shot him? The gun, there was a gun, and it went off into his wrist, and it was in the room. Both doors and the window had been bolted from the inside, mm-hmm. as in they, there was no way to have locked them behind you. He was locked in this room. No gun is found. The only prints that are found in the room are his, and nothing is stolen. Hmm. And there's no one else in the apartment. Uh, so I have a lot of questions. Who done it? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We don't, I can't even give you a fucking answer. Uh, no, that is the answer, okay? And that's the best answer ever. We have no idea. The answer like, is the commissioner of like New York police was like, that's an unsolvable mystery and we'll never know what happened. He genuinely was like, we're stumped. We're fucked. Um... It could have been Danny Phantom. It could have been Kitty Pride. Um, it, it could have been any ghost. There's a whole dog barking outside. Yeah, so my initial thought was that the boyfriend did it, clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly they got in a lover's quarrel or whatever you want to call it. They fought. There was a gun. Someone shot someone. Right. They fought for the gun. Like, I don't know what happened in the room, but a gun went off. Someone got shot. And I thought he just left calmly out the front door and locked it behind him. He's got a key. He lives there, right? Yes. Do you know that he had a key? Also, how many keys were there to the place? Was there one key or two key? How many keys were found? No one ever talks about the keys because it was deadbolted. So my theory is wrong. You can lock a deadbolt you, with a key, can't you? No. It's uh, like the uh, ones that you boop, boop. Uh, oh. Like a deadbolt. <gasps> like like the lock from the inside, not from the outside. Locked. He was locked in this room. No gun was found. He was dead. No gun with, was found? No gun was found in the room. Is it possible that his boyfriend murdered him and then, like, left and he locked the door and then died, bled out? So that's what one of the theories is. But the medical examiner. There would have been forensic said evidence. Said to- that he had died almost immediately of his wounds. Okay. Hmm. So, so no, the thought of him like going, like getting shot in the hallway, not bleeding a lot because he had a couple layers on, but he wouldn't have, it was New York in like, I guess it was March. Still, there would be at least a few drops. It was March 9th. There'd be at least a few drops. Like you'd be able to, there'd be. You would be able to tell. Yeah, you'd be able to tell. If gunshots were shot indoors, where were the, I don't know. I don't have any reports as to where the bullets were. All I know is he had bullet wounds. Three of them, and he was clearly dead on the ground. One in the wrist. Hmm. One in the wrist. Didn't you say two in the chest? Two in the chest, one in the wrist. So, yeah, that's two in the chest. Yeah. So, my thought is hurt. maybe it was the boyfriend, and, like, the the bolt was, like, the dead bolt theory is just... it or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, translated wrong, and, okay. like, we lost somewhere in history. Like, the dead bolt could have been done from the outside mm-hmm. on the back door or something. You know what I mean? And maybe he literally just like did it and left and no one thought twice seeing the man who lives in this building who was described as the landlord or a shoemaker. Sure. Who really knows? But like if you saw your landlord in your building, you'd be like, great. See you later. Not really. Bye. Not great, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't love it, but it, it'd be happening. Yeah, ideally I never um, see my landlord. <laughs> so uh, the initial police theory is that he was shot in the hallway gunshots from my radiator um yes. and he managed to get back in and lock the door before he died 
but the medical examiner said no to that. So like okay. that was, but that was literally what's always been reported, and everyone thinks that that's what happened. But the medical examiner said no. I if he was shot in the wrist, I don't care how many layers he was wearing. That's blood everywhere you go. That's I agree with that. Like, Especially if you're fighting for a gun, there's no way it's a clean enough shot that it doesn't bleed everywhere. Yeah. The police commissioner or whatever would not say this is unsolvable. He would say he died outside, someone killed him, we don't know who, then he went inside. Yeah. Like, there's no way that blood wouldn't be there. There'd be no one to clean it up. It would be on the handle. Exactly. That theory don't make no sense. Exactly. It was obviously this a child. crazy. It was what? It was the, a child. the second theory is that someone came in through the window, mm. maybe it's like a small kid who came in to rob the store, came in, didn't expect to see someone there because the door was locked. So they're like, it's got to be closed. He was in the back, maybe doing his, lo- his ironing or whatever. They didn't think they climbed mm. in with a gun to rob the place, ended up getting in a struggle, shot and killed him and then panicked and ran out. Mm-hmm. But like none of the money was taken. Right. Isidore had money on his body. The register wasn't touched. Like nothing to also, indicate how robbery. How did you get out? Walk me through that. He climbed up and out over the the like tall door without a boost. It exactly. <laughs> like I it feel doesn't... like who can do that without? I mean, I guess if you have really good upper body strength, that kind of disproves that. But I feel like there'd be like. A chair or something. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> Left there to, like, get up. And there... Know. You would know. You would know if someone used something to boost themselves out of your window. Like, it sounds I like, like, a, like a riddle that I'm missing, like, the answer to it. It's pissing me off. I yeah, it's like reminding know. me of, like, an escape room. <laughs> I yeah. know. It's like, is there a key hidden in the flower pot? Like, where... What is the tea? Is there a code written on the wall? So I personally <laughs> wanted to, like, fly to New York and go into this recreation of this room and Ooh, figure right. out how to get out of it. So, like, the only thing I can think of that makes sense would be someone who knows the room mm-hmm. be the boyfriend. Yeah. Who lives there. Yeah. Who may or may not be the boyfriend, but he's probably the boyfriend. It's canon. He's the boyfriend. We've, it's real. We've accepted it. And there's, canon. like... There's literally, there's no, there's no official anything. It's probably still an open case. It's horrifying. Jesus. He That's... was murdered in a locked oh room. Oh, God. And the, the gun was never found. If the gun was in the room, you'd be like, oh, he just killed himself. But, like, twice in, in the That's, wrist? That's just, that would be the easiest answer. Was there, but... okay, I have a two-part question. Part one, was there a bookcase or shelf in the room part two did someone pull off all the books to see if it was a secret passage way i mean was he not did he have like a prohibition i mean like, it was the is 20s because they had like secret interests and shit there was a lot of shit well like that. he was probably poor he was a polish immigrant that he part. was young true, he was a true. business owner he was himself going out and delivering his own laundry that night right. to all of his customers and he was working himself until midnight so i feel like he didn't have a lot of money to have like some sort of crazy like trapdoor situation you can have a you can have a trapdoor situation without having a lot of money and I maybe can, he just I can like picture a scenario if it helps when i looked up your topic after you told me what it was and i didn't know what it was the only article that i read said that after all was said said and done, they um, did search for secret passageways and found none. Okay. Okay. That does help because I was really, I'm like, I want there to be a secret passageway. Yeah. I mean, I know that like the commissioner like was like that cop specifically who went in there was losing his mind. He was like, what the fuck? The worst brain teaser ever. I hate this. And he was like, I've, you, this has never, this has never even kind of ever sort of happened. It's a two room like, it's two rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. You should be able to find the person who was in there 15, like, less than 15 to 20 minutes ago. Right. Like, that's at most how long it took for them to get into there. They were at the building within probably 10 minutes of the, of the initial struggle. Oh, my God. So that lady heard screaming, and she heard screaming and blows. Yes. That's what she heard. Yes. Did it say specific? But not gunshots. No. She, there was no gunshots ever heard. Fucking ghost. It was a ghost. It was a ghost with it a gun. It was a ghost. It was a, a ghost, ghost with its ghost gun. It shot its ecto bullets at him. <laughs> ecto bullets don't make a sound because he had his ecto ghost silencer on. Um, it was the ghost of uh, John Wilkes Booth. Uh, uh, looking for uh, Abe Lincoln. Okay, that's what, Jesus. I mean, uh, there's no other explanation, honestly, at all. Because it's like, first of all, that lady 
She heard those noises. She calls the police. I bet you $10 billion that she sat at her window and... Oh, well, wait, no, I'm sorry. You can't call the police. You have to go get the police, correct? She ran out of oh, her apartment. Oh, oh, I forgot. In New York. Only thing I, I was also interested in her because she had a fun name. Let me find it one more time. Lockland. Mrs. Lockland Smith. That was the fun name. She, yeah, it's Lockland. <laughs> I've never heard that name. Before. Oh, okay. Just by Locksmith for sure. Locksmith. Right. Her last name is Smith. Um, the only Smith. thing I could figure out is she was single, lived alone in an apartment in New York. Oh, that's her first she name. She was yeah. I thought it was a hyphenated last name. No, her first name is Lockland. Interesting. Okay. And she's a black woman, and that's all I could find out. Interesting. So she runs. She runs out of her house. Gets the cops. Comes back. They couldn't get in. She was like, all right. And I think she went home. She had better things to do with her life than Fair. stand around and figure out who I got killed you. this man in that house. I was picturing, I forgot that you had to run and get emergency you people. You have to run and so get So I was yeah. picturing like notifying emergency people and then like maybe like listening for someone leaving the apartment no. or something like that. Like, I feel like for this to be serious enough for this woman to be like, I'm going to leave my house and run out and go find a police officer in the streets and bring them to this house. Yeah. It's got to be pretty serious. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. No, of course. It's 1030 um, yeah. at night in Harlem. Like, who's going to, like, you're like, it's time for bed. I don't want to deal with the police officers. <laughs> It's like especially not in fucking Harlem as a black woman. <laughs> was in the nineteen twenty. I'm not yeah. gonna go get the police unless I absolutely it had to. Need it was probably to. serious. But yeah. I'm wondering, was there? She heard fighting. Was there any other tenants around? Because I'm wondering, did anyone? Does anyone know if that door opened? I want to know if those doors ever opened or not. He might have let someone in, but for someone to have come in, he would have known them because yeah. he would have yeah, yeah, un yeah, yeah. unbolted the I door. Can't let someone in, and then locked it behind them. But then he would have locked it behind them. How left. did they leave? Yeah. And if they left out through that top thing, why the fuck didn't they just unbolt the door and walk out? There was a street-level door that walked right out onto the streets. You murder the man, and you unbolt the door, and you walk out. I hate that. You don't know how busy the street is out there. (laughs) It would be so conspicuous climbing out of an upper window. Yeah, also that. And then falling out like on your back (laughs) or head, like like the get guy, up limp away no one's gonna notice like the hitman from my nancy kerrigan story when he just <laughs> bashes through the glass and throws himself into the snow <laughs> i call supernatural i hope i call it i see it it's there what else could it be i, I don't know you're looking, looking at me at for answers I, I have nothing i'm looking at you because i know you're the one to be like it's not a ghost i was thinking a yeti so i'm not on logical <laughs> listen there's no proof that yetis aren't masters of interdimensional travel and space-time travel and aren't they like there's no proof exactly. that they aren't that's what i'm saying isn't like, all of the proof that they are like i think every every all signs all, point every yes. shred of evidence points to that their claws can rip holes into the dimension just jump from wherever whatever time and place they want to go 1920s to fucking murder some guy in a closed fucking box and then be like bye (laughs) have fun with that one humans chew on that for the next fucking 90 years (laughs) i have a theory and i'm gonna edit this out just this is my theory he's a time traveler so he killed himself is what i'm saying he literally Uh, did kill himself so in the future he goes back into the apartment, he kills himself, and when he kills himself, his future self disappears. disappears. Because Where'd the gun go? Goes with him. Oh, yeah, because he brought it back. It's you can't future. edit that out because that's clearly no, the that's only solution. That's happened. the only thing that makes the most sense. That makes every single... Honestly, it, that's what happened. <laughs> Well, problem solved. Because I gotta get. He, I gotta take to the internet. Yep. We gotta let everyone know. Done it. something. He must have done something so horrible, and he couldn't live with the guilt. And he tried going back in time many times to fix it, but it never worked. It always got worse. So mm. he got to the point where he was like, "Nope, nope, nope. Go back to before I ma- I made the decision to fuck everyone else's life around me or whatever. I'm gonna kill myself." He himself killed the boyfriend. And he had to go back and undo killing his own boyfriend. Oh. The fight was initially him and the boyfriend. <gasps> Future him shows up, ushers Shoemaker out the door. Or Shoemaker fucking runs Or Shoemaker's like, motherfucker, yeah. not today. <laughs> Unbolts the door and leaves. Then he bolts it behind bolts him. Bolts it behind him. 
the struggle ensues because you panic when you see well, your on, future okay. self. If you go back in time, would you not beat the shit out of your former <laughs> self? Absolutely, I would. And then so. immediately after, I would cradle her and be like, I have so many things to tell you that are the truth. Don't question it. Just get into it. It would yeah. be a whole time. That would be. I, That's I clearly the, I want to do that the only. Bad. I gotta solve this fucking murder so I figure out how to well we solved our first mystery I can't believe I finally we solved the mystery (laughs) and I didn't even do it it was my story and Sam just swooped in at the last minute and was like done Sam was like Rihanna just clocked yes (laughs) that Rihanna gif is what Sam did to my story just now gif it's a gif or gif email us at canyoubelievepod at gmail.com and I will not hear otherwise and also leave us reviews on iTunes saying whether it's gif or gif it's gif it's gif that smells terrible by the way because <laughs> <laughs> you offered me one, and you're like, it's kind of weird. You Why are you coming for them so? <laughs> <laughs> I just. God, can I smell that now? <laughs> oh, it smells like aloe, I guess. It doesn't smell terrible. It has like artificial grape flavoring in it. Smell it. <laughs> I have a policy not to smell things people tell me smell bad. <laughs> no one said it smelled bad. Sam did. Oh, I guess I guess Sam did say bad. <laughs> Sam was pretty like. I guess that was... Should we describe what we're passing around and smelling, or should we just leave it? But like, I I appreciate aloe. <laughs> aloe is very important because it does so many things. See, this is so many things. This has the aloe pieces in it. God damn it! Can, Can we smell? start? I changed my mind. <laughs> You know what? It's you have your to chew story, it when you drink. So take command, all right? It'd be very easy. You could be like, all right. Okay. So, uh, I've lied to everyone. I'm actually in the 1930s, 1920s. Trash. So My sorry. range was 13 years, 1920 to 1933. Okay, Mine was so 29. I'm in the early 1930s. Okay. We're still in the neighborhood. Cool. cool. I'm doing the Tuskegee what? syphilis study. <gasps> The Tuskegee Syphilis Study. You're doing Tuskegee? I just, what did I say? Oh my God. So y'all, we all know this. Why are you doing this to us? Okay, I I know it by name alone. Okay. I will not lie. Okay. I only know Uh. the name and the context. And I need Uh. to know the whole story and I'm so excited. Okay. Really also quite scared. Okay, go. Well, I was like... No. Really into the government fucking up, so I mean, you know, I, I did this because I'm yeah, good choice. <laughs> fucking if up. That's is... where you were going. <laughs> you chose right. I think fucking up is also generous. Uh, like fair. It's, like, it's I would say it's a uh, damn sight worse than just a fuck up. Oh hmm. yeah. Da, 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 da. It's a bit more yeah, than it's that. Not, no, it's not a fuck up. It's in some cases a choice. So, yeah, the whole thing is a fucking choice. Yeah. Okay, let's jump in. Let's go. In the early 1930s, syphilis was identified as a major problem for the United States. There were certain sections of the country that seemed to be hit harder than others, and rural Alabama was one of them. Macon County, consisting of mostly sharecroppers who didn't have access to a good education, had a big problem with syphilis, and up to a third of the men were infected. And I didn't know what sharecroppers were, so I looked it up. And it's a term for when one person farms another person's land, and then the two share what is produced. Sharecroppers are almost always poor and often in debt to landowners or other people. So, of course, it's a fucked up job for the men I'm about to describe. Uh, The CDC designed a study to identify how big a problem they were dealing with and create a treatment plan. In 1932, the Public Health Service, working with the Tuskegee Institute, began a study to record the natural history of syphilis in hopes of justifying treatment programs for black people. It was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. The study began at a time where there was no known treatment for the disease and they had to use the term Negro because that's the only term they had that wasn't completely racist. It was the best they had. So, I mean, it's fine. Um, It's not fine, but it's fine. Uh, The study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, and 201 who did not have syphilis, the control group. Researchers did not tell any of the men they had or did not have syphilis, instead telling them that they had bad blood, which was a local term used to describe several ailments, including syphilis, 
anemia, and just general fatigue. In exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams, free meals, and burial insurance, and because many of them were not fully literate, they could not fully understand the paperwork and forms they were given for the study, and so a lot of them signed on without full disclosure of what they were getting themselves into. The study was projected to last about six months and provide proof that a proper treatment for syphilis was needed. Instead, the Great Depression hit and the majority of the funding for the project was cut. So instead of doing a short-term study and providing treatment, the researchers decided to passively follow the men to see how the disease progressed. In 1943, researchers at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Staten Island, New York, did trials using penicillin on syphilis patients and discovered it actually provided a cure for the disease. Prior to penicillin being used as a treatment, most physicians were at a bit of a loss to treat syphilis. This was a huge turning point in syphilis research, especially since other proposed cures like arsenic and mercury were Mm -hmm. sometimes deadly. You know how you sometimes use arsenic? I had no idea that the cure for syphilis was penicillin. Yeah, yes. Which is why syphilis really isn't a big thing unless it goes untreated. For a really, really long time, yeah. (laughs) It's, okay, this is sort of related, but I've heard about, like, syphilis making people go mad, like syphilis mad or syphilis, like... (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, honey. I will get into it. Okay, all right. Um, And unfortunately, the Tuskegee participants were not offered this medicine so they knew that they were yeah, eventually in um 1943 they find out they found out that they had a cure and they did not tell anyone and at this point the study has been going on for 11 years instead of the projected six months why because they wanted to see how the disease progressed The men were monitored by health workers, but only given placebos, such as aspirin and mineral supplements. Public Health Service researchers convinced local physicians in Macon County to not treat the participants, and research was done at the Tuskegee Institute. In order to track the disease's full progression, researchers provided no effective care as the men died, went blind or insane, or experienced other severe health problems due to their untreated syphilis. And I have the um, the symptoms of untreated syphilis. And it's syphilis can eventually cause damage to the brain, nerves, eyes, heart, blood vessels, liver, bones, and joints. In extreme cases, it can cause difficulty coordinating muscle movements, paralysis, numbness, gradual blindness, mental illness, and even death. Jeez. <laughs> the participants I- chosen for this study were... Assumed to have, quote, late-stage syphilis, meaning they were no longer considered contagious. However, this was not the case for some of the men. Because by the end of the study, researchers reported that 22 wives, 17 children, and two grandchildren contracted syphilis. After the study came forward, the federal government moved to make reparations. They were provided with medical care from the government for the rest of their lives for free. Well, like, after how many people died... (laughs) Yeah, not there yet. Uh, Uh, Also, in 1948, the Nuremberg Code makes the principle that the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential, which is after, um, of course, World War II and the Nazi experiments. Mm -hmm. Um, But the study does not stop. Throughout the 40-year-long experiment, the researchers watched as syphilis ran its course in the victims. The object of the study had become the observation of the progression of syphilis rather than finding a cure, and the endpoint was deemed to be the autopsy of the participants. Because the cure had been found. Yes. So, so they, they just genuinely to... were like, let's just see where this takes us. Man. Yeah. Like, we're the in it. The end point was autopsy. But was that the initial goal? Because they were going in for six months. No, the initial goal was to find a cure. How they... did we get here? <laughs> So it happens when you think of people know better than like lab rats. Yeah. Many wanted the program to be seen through to completion, despite several high-ranking officials in the government raising ethical concerns that the patients were not aware of what they have gotten into. And also, keep in mind, that they still do not know that they have syphilis at this point. So they just think they're dying? They just think they have bad blood and that 
the treatments just aren't working or are working just very slowly and eventually, I mean... They... <sighs> yeah. In the mid-1960s, remember we started in 1930, 1960s, a public health service venereal disease investigator in San Francisco named Peter Buxton found out about the Tuskegee study and expressed his concerns to his superiors that it was unethical. It still happened. Yes. In 1960. Yeah. And while the research was not secret within the government, it was even taught in some universities while it was ongoing. The general public had no idea the experiment was taking place. And in response, the public health service officials formed a committee to review the study, but ultimately opted to continue it with the goal of tracking the participants until all had died, autopsies were performed, and the project data could be analyzed. Buxton then turned into turned to an Associated Press reporter named Jean Heller. Her story ran on July 26, 1972, on the front page of the New York Times, and subsequent coverage followed. This caused a large public outcry and led to the experiment finally being shut down. Once the full extent of the study came to light, it was clear the American government could never let something like that happen ever again. Well, <laughs> great job. In 1974, the National Research Act became a law. It created the National Commission for the Protection of Human Subjects of Biomedical and Behavioral Research mm -hmm. to develop guidelines for human subject research and to oversee and regulate the use of human experimentation in medicine. Over the years, several research institutions investigated the connection between the Tuskegee study and the increase in distrust in the U.S. government and the healthcare mm. sector. Well... You know. How water's wet? Yeah. <laughs> the studies show <laughs> distrust in older black males increased to the point that many stopped getting health care entirely. This led to an increased gap in life expectancy between black men and white men, despite, you know, the usual life expectancy gap between black men and white men in the 1930s, 1960s, and now, <clears throat> and uh, between black men and black women. On May 16, huh. 1997, President Bill Clinton gave an address regarding the Tuskegee study. Oh, him? Clinton? You said Clinton. I said Clinton. I heard Clinton. I heard Clinton. <laughs> well, Bill we all Creighton. heard Clinton, but he's the fucking audio producer, so I guess we have to right. bow to him. Bill Clinton. King Professional hearer. Five of the study's eight surviving members were in attendance. He issued a public and official Only apology eight left? by 1997. Yes, eight. Uh. Um, he issued a public and official apology for the unethical experiment, stating, "They are a living link to a time not so very long ago that many Americans would prefer not to remember, but we dare not forget." It was a time when our nation failed to live up to its ideals, when our nation broke the trust. That is the very foundation of our democracy. The United States government did something that was wrong, deeply, profoundly, morally wrong. To the survivors, to the wives and the family members, the children and the grandchildren, I say what you know. No power on earth can give you back the lives lost, the pain suffered, the years of internal torment and anguish. What was done cannot be undone, but we can end the silence. We can stop turning our heads away. We can look at you in the eye and finally say on behalf of the American people what the United States government did was shameful, and I am sorry. Which is honestly big. One. Yeah. A politician's behalf, I'd say. Yeah, but how did he sound when he was... Can you do a Bill Clinton and say oh, that? Because it really doesn't sound that good. <laughs> it sounds significantly less good if you're doing it in a Bill Clinton voice. What was done cannot be undone. <laughs> <laughs> My Bill Clinton sounds like Jodie Foster. <laughs> Got it, dude. <laughs> I can't, I can't distinguish them. I have not heard enough of his voice to, nor have I cared enough to commit it to memory to be able to. Oh, I can't amazing. do um, voices, so we're just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, Sam, Bill Clinton. You know I can't do accents or voices. <laughs> I can do a Russian accent, and that's it. If okay. you can't do them, then you should probably do them because it'd be funnier. <laughs> In 2004, Can't the last survivor of the Tuskegee study passed away. Ernest Hinden was 96 years old. He was quoted shortly before his death as saying, They said it was a study that would do you good. 
Ernest and his brother Louis were among a control group of 200 men who did not have syphilis. Although his death was seen, seen as some as closure for the dark and painful years of the experiment, the memory of it lives on in the families of the men and women affected and in the black community at large. And that is the Tuskegee syphilis study. See, I did not know it went on for that long. Yep, 40 years. That's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, part of that is cute. Yeah. So sorry. Jesus. Why are you sorry? To bring it down again. No. I mean, no, this is where we need to be, okay? <laughs> right down where everything is. You know what I mean? Why would we, like, the we world is get bad. Into Did it. you know? We're gonna fucking dig through that bad and look at it. Can you believe this shit? I can. No. You? <laughs> I mean, I can, because it happened, but motherfucker. And they had, like, actually made it to this, and, like, the poisoning of fucking 10,000 people during the Prohibition. Yeah, very that. Estimated. <laughs> so, but, like, that's not a big margin, okay? 10,000 people during that time di- did probably die of alcohol poisoning, mm-hmm. but how much of that was directly corroborated to the government well, is harder. Well, there... The research I was copying off of, <laughs> um, essentially this lady wrote, wrote an article, and I wish I could plug her because I don't remember her name, and I could have put it into my notes, but I didn't because I'm what? Selfish. Sure. Um, so I was showing Dominic. Uh, is your mic up? The, um, cranberry, whatever the fuck drink he's got. Uh-huh. And one of them said, Cran, you believe it. Cran, so you believe this shit. Him. But then all of the labels are different. So the one on the oh. does not say "crane, you believe it." Oh. Yeah. It says "man cannot live on regular beer alone." And I was like, "What are you showing me?" It's honestly not. I can't blame you for that because they should all be the same. I think it's bad that they're not. But crane, you believe it? No, I can <laughs> cran not. Crane, you, you believe, believe this shit? shit? Like, I cannot believe this. <laughs> I. Cr- <laughs> No, part of me can't believe it. I can't handle this. All right, so you can't have... handle the truth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. So we had the dark side of the prohibition, or the prohibition poisoning. I couldn't. I wanted to call it the prohibition poisoning, but I also didn't want to like fully give the whole like give it all away. Oh, very at first. I wanted to keep a little bit of like right. Mi- you know, it's like uh, what mystery. Uh, uh. When was America great, everyone? Who said was that? It back during in Alabama, during Tuskegee, like at Tuskegee. Oh, wow, I can't. Please help me with that. Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Yes. Tuskegee. It's um, hard. Was it great then? Was that when it was great? Just, okay. Was it when letters. prohibition poisoning? Was it when some guy got mystery murder? Oh, sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> what was his name? Isidore Fink. Fink. When Isidore Fink got mystery murdered. Illuminati. <laughs> Okay, so we had the the you said the prohibition poisoning. Yeah, the prohibition poisoning. Now that it's over and done, the prohibition. Okay, the prohibition poisoning. Mm -hmm. The murder murder of Isidore Fink. Isidore Fink in the Tuskegee syphilis study. Can you believe this shit? No. Um, But we we have to. We're asking you to because it's real. Because it happened. It all happened. (laughs) And you don't. All of our stories definitely. Always remember, never forget. That Mothman is out there and Mothman <laughs> loves you. Also, uh, email us at canyoubelievepod at gmail.com. Uh, listen to us on iTunes. We have a Twitter at oh. CYBS Pod. What are we called Leave on us, iTunes? Can, uh, you, can you believe this shit? With a uh, asterisk. H star T. Yes. S H star T. Yes. And. Goodbye. Don't sue us. Bye. Come on, don't.